Welcome to the podcast. My name is Chris Haquez, and this is Your Best Life Defined. If you're ready to launch your life and discover the secret to true happiness and success, you've come to the right place. Mm, all right, all right. Hey, guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Uh, big lie. Oh, my goodness. When I start talking about the big lie or things like that, people kind of get all weirded out. They, get, they don't want to be challenged. More than that, we don't want to be questioned about our choices, right? It's like, well, you know, that's why I did it, right? But I keep looking around and I don't know exactly why I'm so, maybe I'm the one that's lost my mind, but we have two choices in life, right? We can take our, our choices in a positive direction or a negative direction. And from the standpoint or from where I'm at and what I'm talking about here, it comes down to this. How does it feel to do what you do? How inspired are you to be engaged by what you engage in, right? What, by how you spend your time. And granted, there's this big image that's been painted for all of us that says, well, this is happiness. And, it, and, and for the most part, it looks like a fancy car. It looks like a big house. It looks like uh, three kids, four kids, wife, bah, 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 bah. The question that I'm challenging you to answer for yourself in the time that we spend here is how does it actually feel? When you really get done, when we really get done with this whole conversation about what your life's about and how amazing it is and this and that and all that bull crap that's going around on social media, how good does it actually feel to wake up to the life you're living? If you want to gain a new perspective on it, if you want to get an idea of what the hell I'm even talking about, I suggest you stick around because we're getting ready to crack a hole in this nut. All right, let's go ahead and dig into this thing. Let's go ahead and get really into this, the big lie. What is the big lie? I call it the American dream. The American dream basically paints this picture that if you, that, that it's almost essential that you buy a house. And actually, you know, I might be wrong on that because I'm not actually seeing it from the perspective of they got to convince you that this is where you're, where you need to be. And these are the choices you need to make. It's just to enhance it so they can increase the bottom line, right? Right now, there's a big rush on houses, scared. Oh, my God, I won't have a place to live. No, the issue is, oh, my God, I won't be able to buy into the big dream, the big the big lie, right? And you're not exempt. None of us are exempt from that. I lied to myself just like you do. Think about it. What do we know to be true? Dave Ramsey established it. Dave Ramsey said, hey, listen, debt is bad. And he's got this club of debt-free, $90,000 in three years, right? He's got this thing going on, right? He's making millions of dollars, millions of your dollars, telling you that you shouldn't be buying crap you don't need. You should be saving your money until you don't owe anyone anything. Kind of a double-edged sword when we think about how we position ourselves Looking at, oh, a home. Oh, my God. Oh, did you get it? That's what family members, did you get it? Did you get that? Did you get it? Did you get it? Oh, you got approved. You got approved. There you are. You, Everyone in your family, everyone that we you know acknowledges that debt is a ball and chain that keeps us, us from making choices. And yet someone, someone in our family, our child or someone we know, they're like, oh, did you get the loan? Oh, you got that? Did you get it? Oh! They got a house. 
If they pay the term 30 years, they'll pay twice what the house was worth at the time they bought it. Oh, what an exciting moment. Really? The big lie. Just like the thing about, okay, you know, we're going to get a house. And then, you know, it's, I think it's a short-sighted. I think it's about short-sightedness, right? Because when you think about the big house, the house, getting the house and all that, everybody's all excited about the new where, where they can have the furniture and the, and the man cave, right? You got to have the man cave, right? And but all this, the whole setup and they're like, oh, and they even make movies about it. It shows up every week, you know, this old house, old bones, whatever the story is, right? About how great it is to own a house, but how great really is it? You realize once you sign the contract on that 30-year mortgage, no matter what else you do in life, you're going to have to make that payment and the insurance and the taxes every month and for the next 30 years, right? Amid everything else you might want to do, amid your surfing career or your coffee shop down on the beach in some tropical paradise, right? You know, I guess the biggest the biggest part of it that just is so hard to swallow is the fact that you do realize that no one gives two shits about what you own. Oh yeah, they they're like they'll look at you and you drive by in your Ferrari or your Lamborghini and they'll be like, "Oh man, oh man." But that 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 established status symbol, that that image of success, is as false as anything else. Otherwise, we wouldn't have people, uh, rich, famous people, just getting involved in some of the most heinous things you can ever imagine. You know, a suicide, drug addiction, abuse, whatever their whatever that avenue is. Obviously. The picture that's been painted doesn't actually deliver the package it's it's portraying, right? I mean, obviously, Johnny Depp and his ex isn't exactly having a great time right now. All right, getting right down to it, screw what the world thinks. If, we're, if you're going to ever free yourself and have the ability to actually build a life around who you are and what inspires you, the first thing you got to do is stop listening to everybody else. Your phone is dinging. You're, you, every place you look, someone is trying to sell you something. And you believe it. Even from the time you were born, you look around and everyone you know owns a house. And of course, you got to be married. You can't be in a relationship. All that bull crap, right? How much of it is really true? And more than that, how friggin' amazing is it? <laughs> just so you know, just so you know, here, let me establish it. Let me establish this for you. Millions of people will wake up Saturday morning this summer and they will mow a crop no one eats. And I can't think of anything more ridiculous than that, given the world of opportunities, the world of things that we can do that inspire us, that energize us more than walking behind a lawnmower dreaming about all the things we just cannot seem to muster the courage to go after. So many analogies that I could use to explain what you're about to do. I like to use shoes. My dad used to tell me, don't wear shoes that don't fit. It doesn't work when you don't wear shoes that don't fit, right? I think about, why does he keep telling me this? Everything I do, don't wear shoes that don't fit, right? Well, as it turns out, that is the image when you think about your choices in life. 
It doesn't matter to me. I don't know if you've gotten the impression that I give a damn about what your choices are, except for the fact that if you make better choices, you live a better life. But you know what? My life is rock and regardless of what you ultimately decide. But let me let me share this with you in spite of that. When you grab something that fits, it's easy. When you grab something that inspires you, it's easy. It's easy to get energized. It's easy to face failure when you're not quite there yet. It's easy to get back up off the ground and say, okay, I'm going to do this again. When it's connected to who you are and you're energized and you're eager to do it, that's the first step to achieving it, right? What sense does it make for you to do a job that you hate? You're not going to be amazing at it. You're not going to grow at it. You're not going to prosper in the company and rise to the upper echelons of success because of it. Why? Because you don't love what you do. You're not inspired by what you do. It's okay to admit that. What's not okay is for you to admit that and then just step away from that admission. What's not okay for you to do is to say, oh, well, the world done this to me. Oh, I don't think so. You are where you are because of your choices. Now, granted, we can't we can't predict where we're going to end up, where our life is going to originate. I don't get to pick my parents, right? But there's a point when I started making my own decisions, and it's that that point that I get to decide what the truth is. And if you're honest with yourself, well, well, maybe you you don't mind mowing a lawn. But you don't say that about surfing, about spending a weekend out fishing for bass or about any other amazing adventure you might be able to have. So my question to you is, why are you mowing a lawn with so many other better options available to you? I don't know if I'm sounding a little aggressive. Maybe I'm I'm feeling it. I am. I'm really kind of feeling it because I look around and I see this whole thing with entitlement and the whoa, 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 whoa is me. Do you realize that the universe doesn't give two shits about you? The universe does not care whether you live or die. The tornadoes and the wind and all the things that are happening to us and around us, that, that, that has nothing to do with us. And the only thing you can surmise from that, the only thing you can draw from that is that guess what? If you don't adapt, if you don't become stronger, if you don't become more committed to your path and to deciding your own future, what's going on around you will just wash over you. And like so many other things that were here before us, you will just be gone, right? <laughs> You know, what's funny about it is, you know, you look at my face and I'm I'm 60. I'll be 61 this year, right? So I'm not young and I'm not pretty. And of course, by some standards, some people look at me and they're like, yeah, you're crazy. But when you really think about it, am I? The whole story, this whole story, your best life defined. How does it feel to wake up to your life every day? How does it feel for you to do the things you do and to experience the benefits of those efforts? Because it's a give and take. I guarantee you, no matter what choice you make, there is a consequence of your choice. I'm not, I don't escape that. I live in an RV full time. And guess what? I have to maintain this RV and there are obligations. And there are circumstances related to living in an RV that you will never experience until you actually do it, right? 
Is it all this walk in the park, the unicorns and lollipop story? Not at all. But the benefits that I reap from it, the things that I'm able to do, the things I'm able to experience, the things I'm able to learn are well worth the effort. I'm getting my money's worth. The question is, are you getting your money's worth from the choices you're making? This is where it gets difficult because it's difficult to separate ourselves from the narrative. We, we truly believe that a home is a great investment. But if that were the case, everyone who purchased a home would be reaping the benefits of good investment decisions, right? That's not true. We carry more credit card debt, more debt in general than we ever have, right? And that's not the earmark of someone who is money savvy, who is looking at their future and looking at being completely debt-free and financially secure. It's just not a it's just not a characteristic you see. And yet the one of the narratives they tell is well, you know, it's a good investment. Yeah. You don't want to be throwing your money away way uh, on rent when you can be buying a house and and if you run the loan for the full term you can pay the banker twice what the house is is worth and you can spend every spare penny filling it up with stuff so you can spend most of your time away from it working so you can pay for it i don't know it sounds like a lot of work considering what it takes to load up the boat go get some worms head out to the lake at 5 a.m on saturday morning and not come home until 10 o'clock at night on sunday and you know i don't know i don't know exactly what i need to say to get you to realize that you know what it doesn't matter what your choice is what matters is the reason you make it It doesn't matter to me whether you own a big house or you live in a shack and you have a big boat out front because you realize you love fishing more than you love working on a house, cleaning a house, maintaining a house, right? Spending your money on a house. There's nothing wrong with that. Who says we have to give up everything we love to be successful? I don't know. I look at people like Mike Tyson, Elon Musk, Oprah Winfrey, and so many more. What is a key characteristic that they all have in common? They love what they do. They are inspired by what they do. They wake up every day with a conversation in their head about how great they can be at what they do. They're energized. And when you're energized, your your brain is racing for the next step. You're looking beyond the horizon to what you can do beyond where you are right now. Now, tell me something. How many Saturdays, when you look at the, out, at, out at that big lawn, how many Saturdays have you felt like that as you're putting fuel in the lawnmower trying to get the damn thing to start? And yet we hold on to it. We defend our position like it is the holy grail of success and happiness. But I just it just doesn't feel like it. I look around and I look at people's faces and I look at how we interact with each other. And, and granted, there's been a lot of things that have went on in our life, but I just I just don't see it. I think there are the world is so much bigger than these cookie cutter lives that we seem to inherit from our from our parents from from, from those around us. And and I think the real sad part in all of this is that when we do that, when we fall in line causes me to think how much how much amazing talent how many amazing things could have been accomplished had every one of us stepped off the line and said you know what 
I don't think this is for me. I think I'm going to go over here and do what inspires me. If you're not waking up every day inspired, you're the only one who can change that. If you're not waking up every day eager to do more, to learn more, to become more, to discover more, you're probably not living your best life. Good news is if God gives you tomorrow, tomorrow's another day to do it. I hope you will take that first step. I hope you'll take that first step to say, hell yeah, I can do it. I can do better. And maybe this isn't my path. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't do it for you. I can keep showing up here and explaining what I believe and trying to convey with you why I believe it, trying to motivate you to do what you need to do. But in the end, it's up to you. In the end, you are going to be the one who decides whether you venture out into the unknown to discover more about yourself and what truly inspires you or not. Need my help? I'm here. And if I didn't think it was going to matter, if I didn't think it was going to make a difference somewhere down the road, I would move on. But I believe in you more than I believe in myself. I believe in the story that I'm telling, and that is we will never be greater at anything than we are at the things we love. If you don't forget that, if you use that as your pinnacle and your guide for your success, for your choices, you are destined to become unstoppable. Until next time, my name is Chris Hawkes. This is your best life defined. And remember, if you launch every day from a platform of kindness, you are sure to lay your head down every night with a smile on your face and joy in your heart. <laughs>